everyone. I'm Debbie Roberts, owner and financial advisor at Property Apprentice. Join us today for the Week in Review, where I talk about current events for the everyday investor and home buyer. Our topics for this week, first up from Stuff on the 26th of July, median weekly rents climbed to a record high on TradeMe. Second topic from RNZ on the 25th of July, credit demand rise fueled by overseas travel and car finance. Third topic from CoreLogic on the 26th of July, when will movers return to the market? Fourth topic from One Roof on the 25th of July, desperate buyers racing against the clock before banks pull their funding. Fifth topic from One Roof on the 26th of July, Tony Alexander, traffic jams outside open homes can mean only one thing. So first topic for this week in review from Stuff on the 26th of July, median weekly rents climbed to a record high on TradeMe. Landlords in New Zealand have increased rents with the national median rent reaching a record high of $620 a week in June, up from $610 in May. This represents a 9% annual increase, with tenants now paying an average of $50 more per week than the previous year. The rise in rent is adding an extra $2,600 per year to tenants' expense. TradeMe Director Gavin Lloyd said that while landlords remain confident in raising prices, the confirmed recession, rising costs of living and lack of disposable income may impact tenants' ability to pay higher rents. All regions in New Zealand experienced rent increases in the year to June, with Marlborough seeing the largest jump at 14.9%. Auckland and Canterbury saw increases of 11.7% and 11.1% respectively. However, there are signs of the market cooling, with rents remaining unchanged in some regions between May and June and even decreasing in others. Now, my personal thought on that is that that's not surprising because it is winter, and often what we find is that market rent does soften over the winter months. TradeMe's figures indicate that the number of properties listed for rent is down 19% from the previous year, while demand is up 35%. And that in itself explains the reason why market rent has increased. Landlords don't control market rent. It's supply and demand that controls market rent. I mean, obviously, with the number of increased expenses that landlords are facing, they are looking to increase their their rent on all their properties whenever they can, because that helps cover the cost of holding on to those properties and providing the rental accommodation. So, yeah, it is an unfortunate unintended consequence of some of those tax changes that the current government implemented and and we're seeing the impact of that on tenants in New Zealand at the moment. This suggests that people are staying in their current rental properties rather than facing tough market conditions, unsurprisingly. However, when spring arrives, it remains to be seen whether interest in rental properties will increase or if high rent prices will lead landlords to lower prices to attract potential tenants. Stats New Zealand's rental price index shows a 3.5% annual increase in the amount households pay for new tenancies in June, which is lower than TradeMe's 9% increase. BNZ Chief Economist Mike Jones believes rent increases are likely to continue, particularly in areas with tight supply, again referring back to that supply and demand balance. In a recent survey of landlords conducted by economist Tony Alexander, around 81% of landlords planned to raise their rents over the next six months, 
with the average increase they seek rising to 6.3% in July, indicating the impact of rising costs and growing tenant demand. So one of the things that we're certainly seeing is that landlords who purchased property prior to the tax changes, they're really starting to feel the effect now because now they're only able to deduct 50% of the interest on properties they purchased before that rule changed. So, you know, landlords are literally either having to increase the rent on their properties or if market rent doesn't sustain the higher rent, they're being forced to consider selling those properties, which is just going to make the rent crisis worse, isn't it? Sure. Second topic from this week in review from RNZ on the 25th of July, credit demand rise fueled by overseas travel and car finance. According to a recent report from Equifax, demand for credit has increased for the first time in two years. Credit applications rose by 5.3% in the three months ending June, marking the first rise since the same quarter in 2021 and a 15.1% increase compared to the previous year. The surge in credit demand was primarily driven by an increased interest in credit cards and personal loans, while mortgage finance remained subdued. Equifax's Managing Director for New Zealand, Angus Luffman, views the overall credit demand growth as a positive sign. He notes that the rise in demand for unsecured credit is particularly strong among applicants aged 30 years and older and attributes this increase to the return of international travel, reflecting a stronger appetite for credit card products. The report highlights significant growth in demand for credit cards and personal loans in various regions, with Otago showing the highest increase of over 20%. Luffman explains that the demand for personal loans is partly due to the desire for car finance, especially in anticipation of reduced clean car rebates. On the other hand, mortgage demand continued to decline, albeit at a slower rate, showing a 1.7% decrease compared to the previous year. However, Luffman emphasises that the demand for mortgages has stabilised and is now approaching pre-pandemic levels, which he sees as a positive indicator for the remainder of the year. If you'd like to learn more about investing in property, join me at one of our free events called How to Succeed with Property Investing in 2023. I'll discuss strategies for successful investing from my perspective as a financial advisor, available live online or in person. Check out propertyapprentice.co.nz for upcoming dates and register today. We don't sell property, so it's all about increasing your knowledge to reduce your risk. If you've already been to one of our free events and you'd like to find out more about how we can help you to reach your financial goals, you can also book a no-obligation phone call or meeting with my husband, Paul Roberts, via the website. That's propertyapprentice.co.nz. Third topic from this week in review from CoreLogic on the 26th of July, when will movers return to the market? Relocating owner-occupiers, known as movers, have been less active in the housing market over the past year, with upsizing, downsizing and new-to-area moves decreasing, despite the perception of a COVID-driven search for extra space. The CoreLogic buyer classification data suggests otherwise. While movers may become more active in the future, the process could be slow due to high mortgage rates. The focus on purchaser analysis is often on first-home buyers and mortgaged investors, but relocating owner-occupiers or movers shouldn't be overlooked. Movers accounted for 26% of property purchases in quarter two of 2023, which is slightly higher than first-home buyers, 
but below the long-run average of 29%. Several factors contribute to the reduced activity among movers, including low market confidence levels, difficulties in securing bridging finance, and a desire to avoid triggering credit events. The lack of new listings and the, and the rise in loving not listing activities have made it challenging for movers to find suitable properties. Within the movers category, upsizes have been less prominent lately, while downsizer activity increased during the pandemic but has since declined. However, new to area moves have become more prominent, indicating a trend of people seeking quieter spaces in new regions. As buyer confidence returns, the overall portion of property purchases going to movers is expected to increase, potentially boosting the flow of new listings. However, the hurdles of raising extra finance at higher mortgage rates may result in a slow return to the market for movers. Both downsizing and upsizing may play a role in this potential shift. Upsizing could be driven by households seeking larger properties before potential price increases push them out of reach. And I think that's a really good idea. If you are looking at upgrading your home, now's a really good time to be considering it. And you could always make your offers conditional on the sale of your current property. Meanwhile, downsizing can serve as a form of protection against mortgage stress for households struggling with higher repayments. Now, one of the comments that I'd like to make about this with home buyers and movers, they're both emotional purchases. So, you know, emotional buyers tend to compete with each other on price. So at the moment, there's less competition from other buyers. With those two markets, you know, those two sectors of the market becoming more active, then this is an indication that we could start seeing price increases starting to take traction. So good time to get into the market now before prices start to increase further, which they could do. Fourth topic for this week in review, one roof from the 25th of July, desperate buyers racing against the clock before banks pull their funding. First home buyers have surged into the market to secure a place onto the property ladder before their pre-approvals from banks expire. South Auckland has seen a significant increase in first home buyers searching for properties, resulting in multiple pre-auction offers on certain homes. The fear of missing out has replaced the fear of overpaying as buyers believe that prices have reached their lowest point. Many first-home buyers' borrowing capacity has increased due to the recent changes in the Credit Contracts Consumer Finance Act, or the Triple CFA, which no longer considers discretionary expenses like Netflix and Uber Eats or cappuccinos. Remember those stories? As a result, more buyers are eager to make a purchase before their borrowing capacity potentially decreases in the future. First-home buyers are also taking advantage of the first-home loan scheme, which allows them to put up a 5% deposit instead of the usual 20%, making it more accessible for them to, to enter the market. Despite the higher interest rates, first-home buyers are still eager to buy a property as they believe prices will rise in the future, which, you know, I mean, there's a pretty good chance that they will. We just don't know when they're going to start increasing and we don't know how quickly they're going to increase. Real estate agents have observed a surge in first-home buyers making offers, indicating their confidence in the current market conditions. The prevailing sentiment is that the market has reached its bottom and interest rates may follow a downward trend, making it a good time for first-home buyers to make their move. 
uh, one of our mortgage advisors was uh, talking about this at one of our free events recently. Uh, we did an event for first-time buyers, and she was saying that, you know, we tend to see that the people who purchase uh, property when interest rates are high, like they are at the moment, tend to pay their mortgage off a lot faster because when interest rates do come down, if you keep your mortgage payment at the same rate, then you're paying off the principal amount of your of your lending at a much faster rate. So yeah, it's it's not all bad. If you can get a loan and you can afford to pay the mortgage payments, then I can't think of a better time to be buying property. Fifth topic from One Roof on the 26th of July from Tony Alexander. Traffic jams outside open homes can mean only one thing. Economist Tony Alexander's monthly surveys suggest that the real estate market's period of weakness is ending at around March. Canada and Australia have already bottomed out in February, indicating that we're not alone in reaching the end of the downward leg of the property cycle. The surveys aim to be two to three months ahead of the media in identifying changes in the market. Recent media commentary highlights issues for buyers of new homes who can no longer get finance due to falling market values. There's been an increase in people attending open homes, particularly in Wellington. The housing market is driven by both necessary transactions, for example, due to changing circumstances, and discretionary transactions, for example, based on market conditions. Economic uncertainty leads some people to hold back from buying or selling property because they're worried of being unable to service the debt or they're expecting prices to get lower. And the market is experiencing a return of buyers who'd previously held off due to tax changes and credit constraints. This increased buyer and seller activity leads to a higher turnover in the market. Historical trends show that as sales rise, fresh property listings tend to increase but buyers often exceed new sellers, which leads to reduced overall property stock for sale, which increases prices. Property listings are already decreasing in the current market, and as we've just talked about, the number of people who are looking to purchase is on the increase. The window of opportunity for buyers to make a purchase after being able to inspect suitable properties is therefore closing rapidly. This explains the story of traffic jams due to open homes in Wellington. The current property stock suggests that the market could tighten significantly again in the next couple of years with potential implications for price rises. And so one of the other things that we're seeing in the market at the moment is a lot of uncertainty caused by the upcoming general election. You know, we tend to see the market slow down before an election. And uh, yeah, this is a window of opportunity for people who are purchasers because, you know, if you get in there now, lock in your interest rates before they potentially get higher and, uh, you know, get your foot on the property ladder before the rest of the public start to think that it's a good idea to be buying as well. So lock in a low price and manage your expiry dates on those interest payments on your mortgage. So get in touch with a good mortgage advisor. If you haven't got a good mortgage advisor, get in touch with my team, which is miteam.co.nz. You can reach them on 0800 88 It goes without saying that many factors are driving the demand side of the property market at the moment. If you want to know more about the latest data and strategies that work, sign up for our upcoming How to Succeed with Property Investing in 2023 events. As an experienced property investor and licensed financial advisor, I'll be sharing valuable insights and expert tips to help you on your journey. 
We're excited to welcome everyone, whether you're taking your first steps as a first-time buyer or if you're an experienced investor. And best of all, these sessions are completely free. So come and join us to upgrade your strategy. We value your questions and want to make sure you get all the information you need. So feel free to engage with us during the sessions. Visit propertyapprentice.co.nz today to secure your spot and register for our events. Alternatively, you can book a no-obligation phone call or meeting with my husband, Paul Roberts, through our website, propertyapprentice.co.nz. We'll see you soon. Thanks for listening.